Justin, you want to lead us in? Oh, I will certainly give it my best. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Punk Rock Cops. I am here, your co-host, uh, Mr. Justin Von <laughs> Wolfgang Von Poopenstein. Nice. Uh, joined here today with the lovely Robin and uh, the brains behind everything, Mr. 10-8. How's everybody doing today? Doing good. And Mr. Justin Von Poopenstein. <laughs> Wolfgang, Wolfgang von Poopenstein. It's a lot oh, to remember. It's, it's a mouthful. I, I have to read yeah. it in order to get it right. <laughs> and I'm doing good as well. I wasn't as late as I thought it was going to be, so that that worked out just just fine and dandy. We were all here pretty much on time. That was that's a first. Yeah. Not how how so unpunk rock of us. Uh, well, <laughs> it wasn't yeah. without audio technical difficulties, time, but hey, we worked time. through it. I remember when I was in my band, one of the uh, sound techs. After we did sound check, they were like, "Yeah, can I get a little less suck out of you guys? Because I got a lot of suck coming through my my monitors right now." The suck knobs cranked all the way up. Turn it down a little. Bit. Uh, I I always liked a good sound guy with a sense of humor because they're either like super quiet and they stay by themselves and they're kind of weird, or if they're like ball busters, I like that more. Yeah, one of my uh, guys I played in bands with uh, in high school and stuff like that. Ended up going to college for sound engineering and uh, currently still does it at some uh, some of the larger venues here in uh, like the Columbus, Ohio area. But uh, real weird dude. <laughs> but uh, just I mean, like you hit the nail on the head. But he's very personable. Mm-hmm. You could he, you could he would bust your balls a little bit if he knew you. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's a sound engineer. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah, yeah, that's like a superpower in and of itself. I once. I was running a gig at this bar that I'd never been to before. The sound guy, I had no idea where he was. And it wasn't like I had a crowd or anything, but I was like, let's get this shit done. Actually, it was terrible. I had no crowd. So I was like, let's just end this as quick as possible. Let's get everyone playing. And uh, they're like, we don't know where the sound guy is. I was like, fuck it, I'll go. And I went to the booth. I was like, F- I have no idea what I'm doing here. This is. I thought it was just like volume and that was it, but there's so much more than that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I had the pleasure of renting equipment. Um, for a show that I put on uh, years and years ago. And, you know, I just basically went in. I was like, yeah, I just need some speakers. Right. And they're like, well, uh, how are you going to power that stuff? I was like, well, you're the you're the guy in the music store, so you just set me up with what I need. So we got it all set up, and then, like, you know, we tried to mic everything up, and it just was trash mm-hmm. absolute trash fortunately uh one of the guys in the in one of the bands that came from out of town uh is an actual like uh studio engineer and was like hey let me just uh i'll just show you the basics so we can get through this i was like yeah great great <laughs> idea as a matter of fact you would just want to take over at this point please yeah exactly and then we had like we had the uh uh the mix everything was set up behind where the bands were playing so we'd have to like set what we wanted to 
and then go out and listen and then run back behind and like readjust it. It was just, yeah. it was a complete shit show. But of course, I mean, what, that's what you get. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But th- that's, yeah. that's about as punk rock as it gets also. So I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, real quick. Um, just a little housekeeping issues. Is that a stash? It is. Yeah. I, you can barely oh my see it. God. You auditioning Look for the fire department. Boy. What's going on here? So that's thick, that's thick with three C's. <laughs> <laughs> I've been uh, I've been working on it for about a month now, and uh, it it annoys the shit out of my wife. Uh, so it's I'm thinking about shaving it this week, but I don't know. I, at this, you point, should just let it go. Just I let know. it let it ride. Just, I know. Just put all put all your chips on it and let it ride. I uh, the thing is, is it looks very creepy. And I'm I'm self aware of how creepy it looks, um, so I have a very hard time with this. Um, but do you, do you put wax in it? No, I don't put wax. Why not? <laughs> wax I don't think it. I don't think it's. Boop. It's not that long boost. yet. That's maybe no, if it's it gets, not that long. we had a no. um, we had a substitute teacher in my high school who had a handlebar mustache, and if you said anything about it, you the rumor was you got detention, so no one did. But I mean. How can you not respect the stash when it looks like that? That's, I mean, it should be automatic compliments and you should get like extra credit. Absolutely. You would think. Yeah. In that class for like complimenting it. I don't know. I'm, I'm impressed though, Justin. Thank you. Good job. Well, you mentioned something in the, in the last episode I was listening to today and I was just like, well, yes. so, um, from the last episode today, I've just kind of let it go. And I was just like, oh, it'll be a surprise. It was. I didn't so. notice that first because of the lighting in your room there. But um, yeah. it was funny because, because Kyle sent me a picture of his. He grew a handlebar mustache. See? So he nice. had mentioned in that episode about like the creepy stash that he had full on, full on handlebar. I was nice. like, whoa. This is the stuff of um, pure country mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right here. Or. <laughs> That's George Street, right? I think so. I think so. Pure country. Yeah. <laughs> I walked into work. I just, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's just like, I mean, think of um, how many distinguished cops from the 80s oh, have mustaches. Oh, so great. All yeah. of them. So great. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. That's the one thing that a beard policy gets rid of is the epic mustaches. Yes. They're so popular. I feel like mustaches, and I mentioned it in the last video or the last uh, podcast with Kyle, that it seems like these young guys are getting on the stash wagon. They're yeah. jumping and on I that think wagon. that's it's where like, it's dangerous. I feel like the young guys yeah. can't pull off a mustache like like the the Justins no. of the thing can. Well, I don't. Right. Well, if you saw it in but, person, you'd be like, "Yeah, it's a little creepy." Maybe, <laughs> it just it looks well, a little a little better. It, the lighting's on, doing it doing you favors. Like, <laughs> I feel like all these young guys went and saw uh, Top Gun Maverick, and they saw Rooster with that stash, and they're like, "That's that could be me." And so they start. So I, um, my mom has been really sick, and so um, she had to go to a care facility um, last week, and. Her nurse, like a super young guy, uh, handsome, handsome little fella too. But he had that. He looked just like Rooster from uh, Maverick. I was like, "Whoa, should we seeing great balls of fire right. or what?" Like, get the piano out. There was a piano there too. Hmm. But, anyways, um, 
I feel like a lot of younger guys are getting on the stash wagon and it's just, I feel like that makes them feel, I don't know, more manly. I, I don't know. I think so. It's weird. It, it never, it never worked for me. Mine just looks terrible. I don't, I don't know if it's, <laughs> I don't know if it's a manly thing. We have some guys at work and I think it's just to, because it makes them look ridiculous. I don't know. Cause we're, we're, we're not allowed to have facial hair other than a mustache, yeah. which is, beyond me um yeah, but um so yeah these younger guys all have mustaches and stuff i'm like dude it looks like you have a caterpillar on your lip <laughs> exactly yeah. give it a couple of years but yeah, mine is definitely the definition of a dirt lip when i when i <laughs> when i grow it it's bad and like it breaks right in the middle here and it, it just does not look good it's like bald in the middle yeah. it's like a cold sack for, for pepper lip or yeah, whatever so i don't even i don't even <laughs> do that <laughs> I um oh, I came into work the other day and there was a fire alarm or whatever so the fire department was there and I don't know who it was in the fire crew but he had the Yosemite Sam like it was bushy it was oh, thick it was off yeah I was it red no was it, it was black was but it was oh my god it was <laughs> would have been great yeah it would have been a ginger on top that's of that a, ginger stash yeah no that's a that's like a thing uh all the fire departments at least around here like. <laughs> At least one you of the guys tell, needs at least. Yeah, and, and you can tell like how many years of service of the they have on. Right. <laughs> By the bushiness By, of their beard. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Like how, how big that's so do you guys ever follow uh what's his name? Um he does the police fitness. Oh, Ted? Um is that Ted? Ted? Yeah, he's and he has like and his wife's a cop too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're both like big fitness. Uh, so his stash, like it's almost like he combs it like down. It like goes uh, over his, his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, like, how's that comfortable? Yeah. I'm like, how's that comfortable for you? Like, I think that helps him not eat as much. I think that's part of the fitness thing. <laughs> it's a deterrent. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> like, Oh, if you're, if your forkful is too high, it brushes into the mustache and it knocks it down. <laughs> Exactly. Smart. It I is mean, really to, annoying like, trying to eat it this in thing. the middle before you eat. <laughs> like a he's kind of like, like like you know girls like with their uh -huh. wings. He has to like push oh, it to the my side, goodness. That's tie great. it back, put some bobby pins, <laughs> pin it back. I had years. Go ahead, go, Justin. Go ahead. You're, you're the only one with actual saying. facial hair in this conversation. <laughs> you get to talk. Um, years ago, uh, one of the guys at our office, um put on a charity 5k that he did. I don't know. He, he might've run it for five years or so, but it was always in um, November. Um, and everyone participated in the no shave November thing. So we all had pretty tubular mustaches uh, in the, in the name of the 5k was always uh, run your stash off. Um, <laughs> and then it was nice because he set it up. So all the proceeds from it went to St. Jude's for children's cancer research. Mm -hmm. Um, so I always volunteered uh, to work special duty at it because I was never a runner. Um, and then I had the courageous idea to actually run in the thing. Mm. So I, uh, you know, just got into running a little bit. And I don't care. I mean, I'm not a runner by any means. Uh, you three miles for. is still, yeah, three miles is still three fucking miles. I don't care. It, it, well, for me too. I'm a jogger. I call myself a jogger, not a runner. I'm a walker a at a comfortable pace. Or, that's <laughs> I just yeah. like to drive. I'll just drive. Yeah. 
piss drive. I'll meet That's you how you know yeah. the, the younger cops versus the older cops. The younger cops run after everyone, and the older guys are like, we can drive and do the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. So, exactly. Why Yeah. Why do you want to get in foot, foot pursuit when you can just drive? I, like, I had off. one of my last I, – I wouldn't even say that, but like one of my last foot chases when I was on the road um, – we were watching this house on narcs and I stopped a dude on a pedestrian violation. I go to the car to run him and he takes off running and I'm like, put the car and drive and go. I was like, what? and I even like kind of cut him off. I'm like, what are you doing? Like I'm in the car. <laughs> Wait till I'm not in the car and drive that. Right. Cause if you oh, run, I'm man. not getting you, but you know, well maybe, but I'm pretty quick. But, uh, my last f- actual foot chase I was in, I sprained my knee mm. Um, and that was, that hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, no more running. I, I had a, I had a good winning hurt. percentage for foot pursuits. I think I caught most of them. <laughs> well, I always kept, you know, I always kept up with them. Um, and then, you know, there's always one person faster than me. That was always like two steps ahead of me, but I would keep up the whole time. And then I would just like pile on mm-hmm. once, you know, <laughs> join the pig pile tripped or yeah exactly we had this one so. we were working my my unit was working like crime suppression in our bar district and there was one guy i can't remember what he was doing he was just being a drunken idiot he was like climbing up a light pole or something and so when we go to stop him uh he takes off running and this dude was barefoot and ran about 10 city blocks like he was quick and nobody could catch him. Like he was going into hotels, <laughs> out of hotels, around the beach. It was crazy. We finally catch him only because he's going down the main drag past um, a pizza place with like an outdoor patio or whatever, like a, you know, outdoor tables. And someone sees him coming with cops behind him and he just like clotheslined him. And that's how we caught him. <laughs> oh, and we're like, I was going to say, he stopped, he, he stopped for a slice of pizza. <laughs> yeah, he probably could have, and we would have missed like a like an old Bugs Bunny cartoon or whatever. But, but yeah. Speaking of, of running when you're barefoot, have you seen those runners? Like those leisurely runners that run barefoot? I'm like, are you fucking crazy? That's insane. Those, those are like yeah. the, the Goggin psychos. Like, you know, they do the crazy things where their feet oh are God. just falling I'm off. I'm like, number one, that's completely unsanitary and number two like <laughs> yeah. you want to tear your feet up like broken glass i mean god only yeah. knows like hepatitis no like freaking everywhere yeah i i don't know it's just weird i um, i typically i'm barefoot especially around my house and like around the house i'm typically barefoot a lot but yeah, that's where it ends like if my sandal falls off or something it's like oh god <laughs> like that was my thing yeah <laughs> especially it, yeah oh god especially in like public or something mm-hmm. if my so i'm a I'm not a flip flop guy. Um, like at the beach, yeah. But um, are you a crocker? I'm a big. I'm a crocker uh, for sure. Oh, I should and, know. And it didn't. Well, it didn't start until I was in my late 30s, and I my uh, my wife got me a pair, and then I was just like, all right, just around the house. Like, <laughs> no. Oh like, my. Nope. nope. Now it's I don't care where it's I everywhere. go. Everywhere, dude. It's they, too. It, it's too trainings. It's too. <laughs> Got to flip them in sport mode for training, though. Oh yeah, four wheel drive, business and, casual, and then they make them. Uh, they make insulated ones now, oh. so I'll be set to go for the winter. Nice, nice. I heard someone say that Hey Dudes are just the new version of Crocs, and that made me cry a little bit because I love my Hey Dudes, but uh, I've never I had, had no any. idea. Well, I had no idea what those were until like like opened a Journeys email, and they just every other Journeys email has Hey Dudes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I didn't know this. Was and going. they've got like so many designs and, they, like, and stuff that shoes. Yeah. Well, so with flip flops, I, up until I moved to Florida, I never wore them. 
and like if I did have any sandals, like they would be like the the slip ons, the slides, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. but then going to Florida, I had slides and I just didn't like them as much as I thought I did, and it's been flip flops ever since. I did get my first pair of Crocs uh, a few months ago, but they're a little too big, so I can't wear them all that much. But I do wear them to the beach just because it's so much more convenient than taking my flip flops. Oh, yeah. But freaking awesome. I just refuse. I can't. I can't get on board. I'm all about the Vans like slides. Mm. I have like three pairs yeah, of those, and so I, I wear those instead of flip flops. Um, and then if I'm being somewhat girly, I'll wear sandals. But mostly it's the Vans. Like the, I have a pair of like checkered board, mm, the classic ones. Then I, yeah, and then I have the like Vans black and white logo, and then I have a red pair. So it just depends on what I'm wearing. I like to coordinate. I'm a weird. Like, I, I, I don't. That's with... why everything's black and white for me. Just <laughs> exactly. I'm the same way. Like every single pair of shoes I have is just black. I've got two pair That's of me. Hey Dudes. One are all black that I can wear to work, which are great. It feels like I'm wearing slippers to work. And then I've got like nice. my, my classy Hey Dudes, which are like kind of blue and tan <laughs> kind of. Um, those I wear to classy. absolutely anything. Um, but I'm weird. So the reason the flip flops work out is because I'm weird about putting no socked feet anything else than flip-flops like like uh what are those things like the boat shoes like the mock not moccasins what are they called the oh yeah the like the snooty the old like, man's shoes yeah wear. yeah yeah so like i oh, couldn't yeah. wear them with like their docker shorts yeah i can't i can't get down <laughs> like, with that um button up like no. blue button ups now i have i have, God, they, I have a, they need to be on an aeropostel uh <laughs> photo or something oh no no they're more like um I don't know, a holster. Or L.L. Bean. Yes, oh, there you go. L.L. Yes. Yeah, Bean, there you go. <laughs> yeah. um, I have a pair of flofers. So loafers are... <laughs> is the word I was thinking of. Okay, continue. Yeah, loafers, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. So they are the material of Crocs just in a loafer <sighs> shape. And, of course, and they got like palm trees and shit on them. And they are the coolest thing ever. I love them. You say coolest. Other people do not say coolest. <laughs> Both your faces do not say coolest. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, but you know what? I, hey, whatever's cool to you, bro. People have been listening to this you show for you. a while now, and I feel like anybody listening is not surprised at all that you said those words, <laughs> that you own a pair of flofers. I don't even care anymore, man. Once you once you hit 40, your give a fuck goes yeah. way down. You have no more fucks to give. No. I, I buy... Um, the the lined shorts like the running uh-huh. shorts just so i don't have to wear underwear <laughs> nice nice. <laughs> just a pair of shorts and a t-shirt every day i don't care i so you you've mm-hmm. seen obviously like the adam sandler paparazzi pictures where they're wearing he's wearing just an oversized t-shirt and basketball shorts and that's just how he walks around yeah. that is me 98 mm-hmm. percent of the time like it's really <laughs> to the point where like my girlfriend we were going to like um a school play or something and she's like hey Listen, can you not wear basketball shorts and a t-shirt? I was like, no, no, no. I'll class it up a little bit. I got khaki shorts. We'll be good. I got cargo shorts. We're good. <laughs> that's what my husband lives in uh, cargo shorts. Like that's all he wears during the summer are cargo dad shorts. Oh, yeah. Well, you never yeah. know when you got to put something in your pocket. Right? And if you, you have the, 10 pockets, you can, always, you can put yeah. something else in all of them. You can hold a lot that's of shit. True. I, I got them one in like every color just because it's what makes him happy. So I'm not good with it. Okay. That's all I good need. Good for you. <laughs> making your husband happen. I bought yes. um, like True Spec, like the, the work pants. I bought their version yeah. of shorts. Oh, it's the best of both worlds. I got the pockets. I got the Are comfort. They, 
Are they stretchy? A little stretchy. A little, a little stretchy in the... In the stre- yeah. See, that's what you need. That's yeah. what you need. Once you're, you're, you're over 30, yeah. unless you're like police fitness guy, <laughs> you know, with your comb over mustache, I think that <laughs> you need over a little... mustache. Okay. Shout out to well, Ted. Is. Ted, oh. I'm not oh. trying to be rude. I, I highly doubt he's listening to Punk Rock Cops, but if he, used, if he I hope does, he used to sponsor my show, like the, the main show. I know. So. I remember. So... But I, just, I doubt he's I, checking in, but if he is... <laughs> get him back. We need that mustache back. We need all the mustaches we can get. Um, a few, well, and it, go ahead. Oh, go oh, I was just going to say, a few years ago, I think it was two years ago, I did a... I um, can't remember if it was No Shade November, or I did it for Cinco de Mustache, but... Um, I did like a, a mustache competition on my page and some of the mustaches I got in were great. Other ones. I'm like, you know, this is a competition to win, right? Like, but <laughs> they just wanted to show their, show their face yeah, and, and their, yeah. But I don't know. Um, the guy, um, he's a Columbus cop. Um, he has like a YouTube channel. Um, is it like, Oh no, it's the Pope yeah, yeah. or something. Oh yeah. 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 His, yeah. He, has got a mustache that now? thick boy he's always had one yeah he's he's got a nice thick one he's like a bald and he always wears like um the, the white uh, shirt does he does he always wear white shirts so. i haven't watched one of his videos in a while but i feel like he could be like he has that thickness like justin yeah. has like it's super thick and it's not like That's full. Right. keep talking <laughs> <laughs> But you guys look like, I mean, the only difference is he's like six foot five and he's bald. But I feel like you guys can be related now that I look at the, <laughs> only because you have that stash, you remind me of him. And you guys seems are like, from Ohio. Seems like a good dude. Yeah. yeah I like, I, he like gets really deep. I, he was on, the, I first heard him from Poorly Made's uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because Poorly Made has him on all the, or had him on a, a bunch. And then I checked out his, his channel. And then I commented on uh, Poorly Made's. He's like, well, what'd you think about, oh no, it's the Popo or whatever. And I was like, that stash is, is thick with three C's. <laughs> That's what I answered. And he's, and of course, poorly made. Poorly made's from Colorado too. Mm-hmm. Um, I figured out what agency, because he, on his podcast, he would always talk about, he's like, well, no one knows where I work. I'm like, oh, I can guess. And so, because I worked in the Denver metro area. So I figured it out. And I was like, so you worked for this agency? And he's like, I'm not going to confirm or deny. I mean, I was like, no, we all know that. that We all know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But anyways, (laughs) I don't see how, um, he doesn't get in trouble for like some of the social media content he posts. Well, he doesn't, he quit. Yeah. He's not, he's not on the job anymore. Oh no no uh oh, oh no it's the Pope. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah doesn't he do like he does police videos as well from Columbus? Yeah, he'll do like body cam Yeah. Body cam videos and stuff like that and got after know, Does he have permission to do that? I'm assuming Who knows? He has I mean it's, it's a, a big gigantic department, right? Yeah, it's a it's a big department and he may just fall in between the cracks and no one gives no, a shit. No, I think I'll when you have up. a following as big as him, there's no falling between the cracks. I'm sure they've probably yeah. regulated it to some level. I have zero following and zero clout <laughs> and I still got in trouble. So Really? Uh yeah. I yeah. feel like there's there's for, two sides of it. For bullshit. For complete fucking bullshit. And I will argue that I was uh, right until 
the day that I die, but they saw it differently. Yeah. So I feel like when you have a that's small following is. and a big following, that's when they're going to find you. But when you're right in the middle yeah. and you can get like overlooked, I think that's where it, uh, it's true. where you're, your safe yeah. zone. But I, I know that my chief follows my page, but I don't think he knows it's me. So <laughs> we'll, we'll take that for what it is at the moment, but yeah, hey, I think it's a win. Yeah. And, yeah. and my girlfriend's like, you never post anything really bad. So I think you're fine. I'm like, but still, <laughs> I don't want to be found out. I like, I like it, the uh, Batman oh, yeah. life. Yeah, it, it's better that way, especially after what I was in trouble for last time. It was, I'll, I'll show you guys uh, off of, you know, off the air. And you're going to be like, seriously, <laughs> that you got in trouble for this? And I'm going to, yeah. Yeah. Nice. I look forward to that but, one. Blame. Yeah. So we came here today oh, yeah. to actually talk about a topic, not just we Justin's mustache. Actually, we actually have a show. And, uh, and his foot fetish or <laughs> his, his shoe fetish. Went off on a stash. My foot fetish. <laughs> Tangent. But no, yeah, uh, so stash. happy you guys are all here. Um, so today we're going to talk about punk rock cops. Or nope, let's try this again. We're going to talk about punk rockers <laughs> who are doctors. And mm-hmm. that Correct. sounds like it shouldn't go together, but there's way more than you would think punk rockers that have their advanced degrees so yeah. uh y'all hope you guys came here to learn something but it's also just a cool conversation when i was doing my little lookup of uh dexter holland as my guy i learned a lot and it just i don't know it, it made me appreciate him a little bit more than maybe i did before the looking it up these guys are smart fellas yeah let absolutely. me tell you yeah and like not just like minorly smart like real smart like like very very smart. yeah mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. if you think so so i did i did dexter from the offspring who did you guys do i will reveal it when i talk well, about then it fine. No. <laughs> well my wow. point is my point will be that they're all older too so that's kind of a little mm-hmm. but they're all still touring right. like i'm actually going to see the offspring next month um so like it's cool that they're still out doing punk rock stuff but they have these degrees yeah and yeah. you know it's just it's really cool. Now, have you ever seen The Offspring before? I have. I saw them, whew, probably like fifteen years ago. Um, th- okay. They opened for. I'm sorry, no, they headlined. The opener was Sum Forty One, and the very opener, like the first act, was Frank Turner. I missed him. Really <sighs> wish I saw him because that was like before he yeah. blew up. It's great. Um, but <laughs> it, it was great. I I'll tell you that I didn't enjoy Sum Forty One live. Um, it just, I think I don't enjoy them recorded. <laughs> Me neither. I was, so I was listening to them the other day cause they're, they're also playing this show with the offspring next month. And I was like, let me listen to it. I, I don't dislike them. I think I gave them a little too hard of a, uh, a rap back, uh, when we did our pop punk episode. But the thing was Dexter was like heavy in his drinking Dexter from, uh, some 41, not, not the offspring. So he was super drunk the whole time. And like, Handed his guitar. Who's Dexter? What what is he doing? I think he's the, the lead singer, isn't he? Band. I think that's his name. No, I thought that was Derek. 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 I knew it was a D name. Double D. Oh, I, okay. I forgot. Um, oh yeah, he was he was hitting it yeah. hard, and he was also really sick too. Yes, from he, from he was his, like in the hospital. Yeah. Um, so I didn't enjoy that, but then the Offspring came on and killed it. Uh, my first time ever seeing them, and I was really into them at that point. So it was. I don't know. I, I I enjoyed that show a lot. I wish I saw Frank Turner, but I ended up seeing him later um, headlining a show. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw the Offspring at the uh, one of the Warp tours that I went to, and they were mm-hmm. they were a really fun band. Life played all their hits mm-hmm. yeah. uh, that that weren't like MTV commercial hits, like you know the stuff that we would consider 
uh, hits, mm-hmm. probably you know, deep tracks to the rest of everybody. But everything off Smash mm-hmm. was yeah. uh, that's that was probably big. the best album, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I um, so another thing that they did in that show. It was before, you know, social media was really a thing. Um, but they had, like, when you walked in, it was like, hey, uh, pick a song for our set list. And it had, like, three options. And you had to text, um, you know, one, two, or three to the text code, you know, whatever it was. So I can't remember what I picked, but they ended up playing Walla Walla. Stuff they do at, uh, they do at like, baseball games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Text, that's the number. Yeah. But yeah. anyways. But it was, cool. yeah, it was, it was an, an interesting thing. And then when, like they played whatever song it was. Obviously some people were like, wow, that's really cool. And some were like, yeah, that's not what I picked, but it was cool. <laughs> I remember you brought that up in one of the last episodes. Yeah. It might've been the, 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 probably uh, the pop punk pop punk yeah. episode. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. So let's, let's start breaking down our, our folks. I guess I'll start cause we were talking about Dexter. Um, yeah. so Dexter's an interesting guy. I kind of, I, when I was doing this and even when we were talking about doing, I was like, man, this is like a high school research assignment. You know, like I remember like doing like (laughs) term papers and shit, but um, Mm -hmm. I learned a lot more than I ever knew about them. So the offspring was formed in 1984. They were uh, known then called manic sundial, which I like that name. Yeah. Um, Their their first smash hit came in 1994. So 10 years later, and that was smash and Mm -hmm. it sold 11 million copies. So, let's see here. One Just of those some one information of the first about records, like I bought with my own money. Mm-hmm. That was so 1994. I was four years old, so I did not buy that in store. <laughs> so that so that just for you guys. You did not buy that, in the, not as a toddler, not, not brand new. No, <laughs> absolutely not. I, if I smash, I think I think um, that'd be weird. One of the songs on Smash was featured in Barney. That's how I knew it from. I think. Barney had a hard edge back in 1994. Yeah, it was was different. Um, So back in uh, in 1984 when the band was created, Dexter – so his name is actually Brian Keith Holland. That's his birth name. But he was given the name Dexter because he was the smart kid, so like Poindexter. And he was the head of the math team. He was the valedictorian Uh, of his high school class. Um, Oh, Wow. I yeah, no he had, he got a scholarship to USC on a pre-med or for pre-med and he didn't know if the band was going to do anything. So he's like, yeah, fuck it. I'll go to school. And um, that so I have a note here to talk about. It. So can you th- remember your valedictorian in high school? And is he the lead singer of a punk rock band now or she? <laughs> I have no idea what the valedictorian of my high school is doing or what anyone in high school is doing. But I don't mean I didn't know who mine was. So long I th- ago. I Justin's like it was me. I'm him. No, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! Is, is there is there an award for the for uh, coming in last in your class? <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> the sad Victorian. <laughs> mm-hmm. There was, um, I think ours. If I remember correctly, she ended up going to like Princeton, mm. um, and her mom was a teacher at her high school. And she cheated. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm kidding, I'm cheater. Kidding. And then I think she became a teacher herself. Oh. Um, and then I want to say the girl that I dated my senior year—no, right after high school, in uh, college and stuff—she was maybe was it the salutatorian? That's like was number two, second? right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. So she was mm-hmm. super smart. 
Yeah, I smart enough to dump me. <laughs> so then, <laughs> on the flip side, do you remember the people that were in bands in your high school? And like in me, in my high school, none of them were even close to the top of class. Like it's, oh yeah, not even no. close. See, we we had uh, we had a mix. Um, some of the guys, I there was a there was a band um, that we played with all the time. They were called Caffeine Dependent. Um, oh, that's a good one. I like that name. Yeah, it's just a, you know, fourteen, uh, fourteen, fifteen-year-old punk rock mm-hmm. band in high school. Kathy, it was it was perfect. Drinking Jolt Cola. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they were all, I guess, two out of the three of them were pretty close to the top of the class, mm-hmm. and but they came from like um, upper middle mm-hmm. class families and kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the guys who weren't, um, you know, they were down there with me. <laughs> yeah. We we had this one kid. He was very smart. I think he ended up going to school for, like, computer science or whatever. Think Sheldon Cooper when I'm talking smart and, like, socially mm-hmm. awkward and everything. He was a rapper. Yeah. And, uh, and he, oh. he went by the name Seaman. C-M-A-N, but all too often they call him Seaman because that's just just an unfortunate rapper name. (laughs) But but, um, that was the closest was the rapper. And I remember we had, they they didn't didn't do talent shows, but we would do coffee houses every once in a while for like fundraisers and stuff. And he would always perform and it was just always, it just, it shouldn't, yeah, it was bad. It was like, ah, someone, (laughs) someone tell him no, but no one told him no. And they, I mean, of course not. Yeah. But. Let him let him make his art. Okay, that's right. That's exactly. Right. Let him, he is. We have a, they have all this shit out now where they just make noise and like slam shit on tables and they call it music. <laughs> yeah, look it up. I I'll show you they, examples. They just, it's it's ridiculous. They just well, you know what if, if mumble stuff. rap can be okay. a thing, so can uh, so can C man. Well, yeah, the that's the true. Xanax rap or the little Zans or whatever whatever you call those fucking I can't. I can't take it. It's just, it's like, <laughs> and, uh, anyways, we had, we had mumble rock in the nineties. True. Fucking Pearl. Jam. <laughs> That's true. But at least he wasn't on. Well, I'm sure he was on many. Oh, things. I'm sure he was. Yeah. Eddie Vedder, Xanax I mean, was probably maybe. the least of his worries. I was too concentrated <laughs> on his, like his wavy. I knew you were going to go to his hair. You got a hair thing. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Vedder and Chris Caraba. Chris well, Caraba. I mean, you know, they have good hair. Um I don't Eddie Vedder still has he's like what, fifty something still has, oh, he's, oh, he's gotta gosh, be older he's probably than that. in his sixties. Yeah, yeah, he's gotta be I was gonna say Dexter is. Holland, to bring it back to topic, uh is pushing sixty. He's uh-huh. at like fifty nine right now. Speaking of guys with nice hair, he's got the uh-huh. blonde spiky 59. hair. Fifty nine. Um Yes. So oh, he went back to the bleach blonde. Uh, yeah, I think it's still going on there. But he wears like he wears like the, the <laughs> black polos and I mean they look like dad rock now, but I mean it is what it is. Well, yeah. I'm I'm glad that he got rid of I remember like during Smash, like the vi- videos he had those long braids oh i forgot about and they're swinging around i'm like what the fuck <laughs> don't do it come on Dexter. maybe he just he went on vacation to uh the caribbean or something <laughs> and got his hair braided <laughs> yeah well and then in the next like when um you know then he cut it i think for um my favorite offspring song it's like one of the popular ones but um self-esteem i mean that's just a great song mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. heavy but i think he cut his hair for that that video mm-hmm. so once they started getting after come out and play i didn't like that song that's one that's fine. my least huh it was fine 
that's fine that's <laughs> fine but um no i mean that song annoyed me gotta keep it separated i don't know i'm so it glad just... you brought that up i have a note about that song in my research because it, it came okay, from sorry. no no it came from his science days so he did so he he went to college oh. as um as pre-med but then he changed it to bio he got his bachelor's in bio in 1988 he then went on to get mm-hmm. his master's the next year for molecular bio and then he started immediately his phd but by 1994 uh the band hit when smash came out and the manager was like listen you either gotta strike while the iron's hot and keep making this music you're on mtv do all that or be a doctor and never be a musician again kind of thing and so he was like fuck that i'm gonna go play music because I agree that like music, you know, if popularity in music kind of lasts a very short time. If you're smart, mm-hmm. you're always going to be smart. So might as well strike while the iron's hot yeah. with that. Um, yeah. So then for two decades, 20 years, he was with the offspring touring and all that stuff. And then he decided in, um, it didn't say what year he started his PhD program up again, but he went back and he started his uh, research. This time it was focused on HIV. That's what he focused it on. So his, Doctoral thesis was 183 pages, and it was titled, here we go, Discovery of Mature Micro-RNA Sequences Within the Protein-Coding Regions of Global HIV-1 Genomes, Predictions of Novel Mechanisms for Viral Infection and Pathogenicity. Damn, I almost got them all without messing up the pronunciations. (laughs) So that's, so 183 pages, the first two pages is just the title, and then, so... That was kind of that. That was it. In twenty seventeen, he got that from USC, and then so I was. All this research kind of came from Vice magazine, but they said that when the in, the interviewer was talking to Dexter about music, he was super calm and just chill, and he loved it. When he started talking about science and being smart, he was visibly uncomfortable. Like he he did not <laughs> like it. He said that like growing up, I was made fun of for being smart, so it like always was a thing, which kind of makes sense. So like they were talking about you know, whatever it was. And he was like, Oh, you know what happens is when I look at music and I look at chords and stuff, I see math and I'm like, wow, you really are a nerd. That's crazy. And then he's like, and so he's like, he's playing one of the chords to one of his songs. He's like, look, see, this looks like this and this is a triangle and whatever. So I thought it was really cool that he see, cause even like, I can't play guitar worth a damn, but when I'm like learning chords and stuff, I kind of look at the shapes too. So I could recognize with that. Yeah. I'm not, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I can't be like, oh, you know, put this finger on this string, this, this, but I can recognize the shapes, and I, I appreciated that with him. Um, yes. That's cool. And so talking about come out and play, so back when he was doing his research for his PhD the first time, um, he was working in a lab with very hot beakers and flasks and whatever, and they were, he was waiting for them to cool off to do whatever he had to do with them, and they were in this big uh, vent cooler, that to cool off and like after like four hours of it he's like man i gotta i gotta keep them separated and he's like that's a line to a song and he like wrote it down and he kept it <laughs> and then he put it in that, that that song years later so that's not my favorite song by them either but it was really cool that that's where it came from um that's neat when you find out stuff like that yeah, like yeah behind the lyrics you know behind the music <laughs> right and then each one's behind the music so that was basically it with him but i did want to throw in that he's also an faa licensed pilot uh, oh, in, wow. in 2004, he threw, he flew around the world in 10 days. Um, 
He owns his own private jet called Anarchy Airlines with a big anarchy symbol what? on the tail. Um, <laughs> really? Yep. He's also a triathlete. He's participated in many marathons. And all of his... Hmm. He did one... I think he did the LA Marathon. And all his research... Or, or not research. All his donations went to HIV research. And then uh, he also owns a record label that Offspring releases on the Nitro Records. And he also has his own hot sauce, Gringo Bandito Hot Sauce. Wow. So he said that in the interview, he's like, I kind of, and Henry Rollins had said this too. He's like, I just start saying yes to shit. Like if I want to do it, I just do it. Cause why not? And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I feel that way too. Like every once in a while I'll get, not every once in a while, a lot, I'll get an idea and I'll be like, let me try doing this. And my girlfriend being the rational one between the two of them, she goes, no. And I'm like, good idea. Probably not. <laughs> that probably wouldn't work out. Um, but I just, I don't know. I appreciated that he like, at this point, especially he's worth like $80 million. So at this point he's like, Oh, I want to learn how to fly a private jet. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to put a giant anarchy symbol on it. Sure. Why not? Cause I can. He's like the modern day Forrest Gump. Yeah. (laughs) But a lot smarter, I think. (laughs) But just, just very smart. Yes. So, um, in my, I can't remember if one of you guys have this guy, so I'm not going to go too far, but in my, research the interviewer called milo from the descendants and they started talking about like why are there so many punk rockers with advanced degrees and his answer was actually very interesting as well so i can't remember when you guys have him or not so we'll i guess we'll find out dun, 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 guess dun. we will find out so that's that's dexter and that's the offspring that's pretty awesome yeah sweet i was definitely always like, been a you know go ahead no i was I've always been an offspring fan and uh the older I get, the more I appreciate smart human beings. Yeah. So did you know with the offspring that um, their current bassist, I believe, no, I'm sorry, one of their guitarists. So Noodles, Noodles. is one, right? Yes. Noodles, yeah. Okay, but so there's either, I think, I have to look, um, but the other either guitarist or bassist, I want to say it's guitarist, is Todd Morse from h2o fame mm, okay. he's oh. uh toby morse's brother um so he obviously founded h2o with toby his little brother and um i think when was it i think it was back in like 2015 maybe earlier i can't remember he was asked to play guitar in the offspring and he's been playing with them ever since. So he left H2O to go oh. do that. So, little yeah, step little up. Fact. Yeah, little, little fun fact <laughs> about yeah. Offspring. The, I appreciate it. Nice to, uh, I'm sure the raise was nice. Right. Oh, right. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So they were saying in the article that the, uh, the, the guy from Vice Magazine went to this industrial park. And it was a three-lot... Um, three uh, steel building like a warehouse and that is the offspring complex they have their uh, recording studio there they have their business office and i think the uh, production center for the hot hot sauce is all there so like killer that's the dream like again talking about like um all my crazy ideas i flat out told my girlfriend i was like we need to own a strip mall like all my ideas will be in the same strip mall and that'll be it but um <laughs> so i mean Basically, now that I know, I, I basically just want to be Dexter Holland when I grow up. Still can be. Still can be. Yeah. It's never too late. So if he's 59 now, he started his 
Okay, I was wrong. Let me. Sorry. No, you're good. So I'm uh, looking at Wikipedia. Um, Todd joined. He replaced uh, the bassist um, and founding member Greg K and became official. So he plays bass, I believe. Mm. Yes, with Offspring, and that happened in 2019. So I was off by the years. I do make mistakes, people. I'm sorry. <laughs> We forgive you. There's so this few time, and far between. Time. My punk rock knowledge is still, I'm just getting old, you know? I can't remember dates and times. It's kind of like in Ghostbusters where they cross the, the streams, you know, and that's all. You just have your streams <laughs> crossed. That's that's it. I mean, but I have most of the information. I remember the things, just not the times. And I'm, I'm so, bad sorry. with names. I'll, like, say something. I'm like, oh, this sounds like this. And then someone's like, no, that's another band or song or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know. I wasn't wrong. I was just yeah. incorrect. It's different. <laughs> Sorry. I totally like ran over you no. with like that stupid typo. But what were you saying? I don't know. Oh, nobody knows now. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Every- Shut up, Justin. <laughs> no one Everyone go back before Robin's tangent and then pretend what I was going to say at the end. I'm just trying to listen. <laughs> no, you're being, you're being engaging. I'm trying not to give them fake news. I'm trying not to give them fake news. Yeah. Okay. And I've said it before. Another thing I have to Fact check yourself. Yeah. I like it. I, I fact check. Another thing that I messed up on on the previous episode, I said that a band called Carry On was from Boston. They're actually from California. Oof. They were on Bridge Nine Records, which is Boston. Yeah, yeah, it's a Boston, Boston label. Boston. Okay. Yeah. But the, the band itself is from California. So, sorry. That's another fact check. Strike sorry. two. Does, uh... <laughs> Before I forget. <laughs> is, uh, speaking of Bridge Nine Records, is Jake Bannon involved in that at all? I don't think from Converge. No. I don't yeah. think he – it's Chris Wren is the the uh, founder and owner of Bridge Nine. Okay, okay. And he still – he owns the store, like the physical store in – beverly massachusetts and it just he just opened that store recently okay. um but i don't think jake bannon was part of the founding of bridge nine i think yeah that i don't know chris i was listening to the episode today when i was uh cutting the grass and uh you were talking about that and for some reason that just popped in my head like i wonder i think jake bannon is part of that but i have no idea and of course it wasn't a important enough to go look <laughs> right right i i'm always you know but you still my adhd still always it. like does that and before you know it i've got like five tabs open in my phone and it's like where did yep. wonder bread come from like all these random little <laughs> facts and like it's like squirrel squirrel absolutely 100 percent. Yeah. but like well, and i'm like focused on that that one nut until then i don't need it anymore like wh- why yeah i know i was doing that last <laughs> night too i was watching tv and then um like something popped in my head like, oh, I forgot I was going to look at this. So then I stop what I'm doing and pick up my phone and then I get on my phone and I go to Google and then I forget yep. what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm to, just like, well, back to TV. It goes <laughs> it goes back to the whole, like you said in the last episode, um, take notes. Take exactly. notes. Right here. Pull it out. What, the notebook for everyone without video. <laughs> It's the notebook. I have a notebook, the a notebook. legal pad. Yeah, I've got I've got notes me. all on my phone. Actually, today I was going through and I was just like looking at old notes. And if I hear a song I like or a band that I've like I won't find again, I type it in real quick. And I I had that and I'm like, huh, I don't remember this at all. And I put them in. They were pretty good. They're kind of like an indie rock band. I can't remember what they're called now, but um, no. yeah, I'm I'm so guilty. Very good notes. Yeah. 
So good, great. Yeah, there. No, we'll talk about it later. There was a band I was going to ask you about, Robin, but we'll talk uh-huh. about it later. Okay. All right. Let's go to our. Well, you better write that down. Yeah, so we don't write forget that it. Down on your legal pad, so you don't forget. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Let's go to our next uh, punk rock doctor. Who wants to go? Uh, I'll go. Okay. I'll break it up um, with the iconic band Bad Religion. Okay. Mr. Dr. Greg Graffin. So Greg was, um, he was born on November 6th of 64. So he's 58. Okay. He is from uh, Wisconsin. Oh. So I read, um, so he just had a book that came out this year called Punk Paradox. Hmm. There, there it is right there for you too, mm-hmm. because no one else is going to be able to see this. But um, so I'm, I've been slacking. I've had a lot going on and busy with work. So I haven't finished reading the book, but there, uh, he writes really well. Um, I really like the way he writes um, as an author. I don't know, maybe it's a ghostwriter, who knows, but basically he, um, so he's from Wisconsin. Both of his parents were, um, college professors oh wow um so and they started at the university of wisconsin um in madison and then i think when he was by the time he was like i don't know um i forgot um around eight or nine years old his parents divorced and his mom got a job at ucla and um so he moved with his mom to la and um LA. LA. Everything happens in LA, especially LA. punk rock. So that's where he got into the punk rock scene, obviously. And um he was always pretty good in school. Um he and I'm sorry, I did not do as good of a job with my homework as mm-hmm. 10 did um okay. so i apologize well, mine's but... gonna be even less than yours so <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fine i mean it's funny because i was reading the book um and he goes and i mean it's a th- it's a thick it's a thick book thick. with thick with just two C's, not not three but um he so he was always kind of had the um the liberal mind frame. Um, his parents were very liberal since they were, you know, college professors and stuff like that. Um, and so he, when he went into high school is when he found punk rock and he, you know, mentions a lot of the people, um, that he knew from the LA punk scene. And, you know, that included like, Oh my God, Keith, um, from the circle jerks. Mm. Keith Richards. Um, is it Keith Richards? No. <laughs> no, oh, no that's, that's the Rolling that's Stones. The Rolling Stones. <laughs> Keith, what's his last name? I don't even know. But you know who I'm talking about. Mr. Like Dreadlocks to the Floor, singer of Circle yes. Jerks, obviously. Um, so, <laughs> so he talks about um, getting in fights all the time. Um, running like running into just um, complete chaos and then you know he for oh not keith oh my there is God. a keith morris yeah that's keith morris that's who you're thinking of yes 
God, what's the matter? I saw Circle Jerks like last year, I think. Um, you think I would know this stuff? It's the oldness coming It's the in. punk rock. It's the punk rock. <laughs> um, so, anyways, they, so at, in 1980, at the age of 15, is when he formed Bad Religion. And they, you know, that they started making a name for themselves in the LA scene. Uh, they released uh, two EPs and then uh, two full length al- albums and then disbanded, which I didn't know. I didn't know that. Um, around uh, 1985. So obviously, when uh, before 10 was even <laughs> thought of. Um, and then. You know, I was like a toddler and Justin was too. Um, And then they reformed in 1986 with, so, uh, so Greg didn't even, he wasn't even the original vocalist. I think he played um, guitar or drums. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't remember, but he, um, so when they reformed, he was on vocals and then he met Brett and Greg, um, and who are still both in the band, I believe. Brett Gerwitz was the one who founded Ep- Epitaph Records. Okay. So, um, so yeah, he was you know in Bad Religion with Greg there, a uh, Greg Graffin, both Gregs, and then um, they released uh, one of the one of the best um, albums, Suffer, in 1988. And, you know, so they kind of went on from there. Um, and then, so, you know, they weren't the the typical, um, obviously, they were all about um, not giving a fuck. <laughs> um, and, to say the least. To say the least. And um, big shocker, Greg is an atheist, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> by, by, the by bad religion, by, yeah. A logo, no. a logo there. Um, so, um, so when they, uh, you know, all their lyrics have been very politically charged, um, and you know, against, uh, you know, obviously religion and authority and stuff like that. But they kind of had that melodic feel to them, and that's I think what kind of set them apart with some of the other. Um, punk bands from the 80s where it was you know kind of that thrash punk like they weren't like that you know they were like melodic and Mm -hmm. you know and things like that and so harmonizing vocals a lot yeah exactly Mm -hmm. um and i i like i like greg's uh voice i think it really well um with his lyrics and everything so um so in like the late 1990s, that's when Gerwitz, Brett Gerwitz, he left um, in 94, um, mid mid 90s to concentrate on, you know, running Epitaph and um, not to go off on like, you know, a tangent, but he um, went through a struggle of being so addicted to drugs. He had to put, he put himself through um you know, um, put himself in rehab in order because he, he was about to die. If he didn't, um, I know this is not about Brett, but it's interesting because that helped the guys from rancid get sober. Like Tim Armstrong, um, was inspired by Brett Gerowitz to, Mm. to get clean and off drugs and doesn't 
doesn't drink or do drugs to this day. That's just a fun little fact because Rancid, <laughs> Rancid was on uh, AA is for, for quitters. You know, the, <laughs> Um, no, I applaud. I applaud everybody. I know. I, I was. It's just a joke. It was a just joke. a joke. Just a joke. Yeah, well, I mean, these were hardcore yeah. drug users and drinkers. I mean, they were obviously their home, like you know, Ozzy Osbourne levels, Keith Richards right, levels. Right. <laughs> Keith yeah, Richards. Yeah, Keith Richards. Yeah. Who knew he was in a punk yeah. band? <laughs> he, who knew he was in Circle Jerks? Um, so factual. Only find to... out on Punk Rock Cops. <laughs> <laughs> So, Don't bother fact-checking it. Sorry, Robin, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, fact-check. Uh, you might want to because I've been off my game lately. People are going to go to She's like shift parties too. and they'll be like, hey, did you know that Keith Richards was in the Circle Jerks? <laughs> they're like, who are the According circles? to this podcast. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. No. No. Um, so back to Greg Grappen. He, so, you know, uh, obviously bad religion blew up mm-hmm. in especially like the the nineties um, from the early nineties to the late nineties. I mean, they were like one of the, the main punk bands um, that were popular. I mean, I think the more Greg was losing his hair, the, the more popular they were getting. Cause I mean, you know, you just, he had such like, look at his hair on his book. He yeah. like puts like, how like fantastic his hair is and then if you like google him now like there's just a tough just a little tough and of course robin's <laughs> focusing it. on the hair just want to point that out exactly sorry. yes just, i'm just you thought I'm just you thought my flopers were <laughs> not a good idea a what does topic. that have to do with hair i'm just saying to each their own <laughs> right 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 <laughs> um so so his work um, so his academics. So he attended high school, obviously. Um, El Camino Real High School. Okay. Right. And um, he obtained his um, bachelor's degree in biology. He also um, bachelor of arts in biology, and then a bachelor of science in geology. Oh. He likes the ologies, and there's more ologies. Just wait. Then he gets his master's in geology as well at the University of California. So you see LA. He's a rock guy. He then, huh? Geology's rocks. What were you saying? He likes he, he likes rocks. Yeah. yeah, he's a soil and rock guy. Okay. He's I mean. a punk rocker. Oh, 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 oh this, no. that just happened. Right Ayo. There. <laughs> Ayo. That was great. That was so, the most dad joke the thing. That's a mustache. It's, it, it's, it's it the mustache. And the flofers. And the flofers. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where he went super, he went super big. He earned his PhD and get ready for this. Another ology. Zoology. Okay. Oh, wow. He went from That's rocks. Awesome. He went from rocks to the animals. Um, and he got it from Cornell University. Uh, East Coast. Oh, wow. Ivy League. Yes. Um, and, of course, he wrote a dissertation, as they all do, right, with their uh, their doctorates. The title of his dissertation, not as long as Dexter, <laughs> it is called Evolution and Religion, Questioning the Beliefs of the World's Intimate 
evolutionists. Ooh, I like that. Yes. Yeah. I like, that. I like it too. I mean, you can tell I mean, that's I, like a total songwriter thing. To, yeah. That, that has a very. Dissertation. Absolutely. So. Kinda, I, I love it. It kind of like is the. I wouldn't even say it's a precursor, but you can tell where all the content from mm-hmm. bad religion came mm-hmm. from. Right, right. Yes. Whereas like I mean, Dexter's is just kind of like, oh, that's really cool. But like this, obviously you can see his personality in that, in that exactly. topic. Yeah. Exactly. And um, it's out of print, so don't try to go oh, buy it. Darn. The dissertation. I was going to Amazon right now. Boo. <laughs> right? Um, so he returned to UCLA to teach. Um, he... And he taught natural science, which is a given, obviously, since he has his ologies. <laughs> and um, that was, let's see, he taught um, in 2009 there. And then in 2011, he went to, he returned to Cornell and to co-teach. Mm. I'm not sure um, what he co-taught there, but he did. Co-taught, he co-taught with uh, Andy from the office. Yeah, <laughs> at he Cornell. To, yes, he went to yeah, Cornell. That's right, and the 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 men's choir. Yes, men's choir there. I'm sure, Greg was he part was, of that uh, as well. What was the name of What was the name of the choir? That choir. All the the acapella group that he had. Yes. Oh my gosh, I forget. They had oh, Broccoli right. Rob, Boner <laughs> Jams, Boner Jams. Um. <laughs> so then, <laughs> in 2011. Uh, the new type of species, Quillalina grafini, okay, sure. of an extinct bird from the lower Craterist, was named after Graffin. A bird Man, was named after Graffin. That's pretty cool. For his contributions cool. to evolutionary bi- biology. Can we just talk about, his- like, as a cop? You know, it's a big thing if you get a policy named after you or, like, state law or whatever. But imagine having yeah. a whole species named after you. That's so cool. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, no kidding. An extinct bird. Yeah. To top it off. And it was because of, you know, his contributions, his public outreach through music and inspiration to young scientists around the world. Yeah. Um, he received the... Rushdai, the Rushdai Award for Cultural Humanism from Harvard um, in 2008. Um, oh, that, that piece of shit school? <laughs> yeah, maybe right, heard of it. Yeah, heard of it. <laughs> yeah, terrible. I went to Harvard um, Community College. <laughs> there's all kinds. Of, he has a lot of like published um, journals and things like that. Um he had this like philosophical debate that resulted as a published book titled is belief in God, good, bad, or irrelevant. A professor and punk rocker discuss science, religion, naturalism, and Christianity. And that was in 2006. He co-wrote a book with American author, Steve Olson titled anarchy evolution um, which was released in 2010, the same day as uh, Bad Religion released their 15th album, the uh, this 
I'm so bad at pronouncing hard, <laughs> big words. Um, des- <laughs> des- descent, descent of man. Oh yeah. I don't know if I've heard that one. That was a good one. Okay. Um, And then he, so he's written more than a few. He also filmed and co-produced a television pilot called Punk Professor. I've never heard of that. I guess that pilot didn't make it, obviously, Mm -hmm. because I don't, I've never heard of that. And then in 2012, um. He performed the national anthem at some the Reason Rally in D.C. Mm. I don't know what that is. Um, let's see. He wrote another book entitled Population Wars. Um, that was released in 2015. Um, so he's done a lot of stuff. And, um, you know, like I mentioned, his memoir that he wrote. Oh, you want to see like what I was talking about, like on the back of the book is his recent, do you see the tuft? The little tuft? of <laughs> Yeah. It's so hanging yeah, on. I didn't make it up. It's there. <laughs> oh, I believe you. <laughs> so, I knew yeah. he had the semi clown hair now. <laughs> so that's, you know, what uh, Greg uh, Graffin has done. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, to say and, the you know, least. Bad religion is still touring and doing stuff. They're, they're always you know, playing somewhere, yeah. doing something. I, think they, I believe they just came through Ohio with the drunken or dropkick Murphys, whatever. Drunken Murphy? No, no, it's the the uh, no effects tour. Oh, oh drunken uh, punk and yes. drublick. That's it. That's it. Yes, there you go. There you go. Can't even say that's it. awesome. Um, I I like um, how he's still um active in the science. Like I feel like from what I read that Dexter mm-hmm. kind of has it but i don't think he's like a practicing scientist or anything but greg is active in it almost a little too active because isn't he super like pro vaccines and stuff like that oh yeah they're very um and i think um the offspring is too they're they're very uh preachy when it comes to that stuff which is not very punk rock in my opinion (laughs) but that's just my opinion conformity is not punk rock all right. So they happens. pushed that vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw Bad Religion. When was that? Uh, I think 2000. Most recently. It was probably like 2016 or 17. And I and they um, played with Rancid. They were on tour with Rancid. Mm-hmm. And um, the Interrupters, which was the first time I saw them, which they were really good live. Um and yeah, I was impressed with the way that, you know, I think the last time before that I saw him was like, who I want to say like 99 or 2000, I think. Um, and he just, he had the same energy. I was, mm-hmm. I was really impressed. So he is very like, oh, like he like sings his, he's very, um, into his lyrics. I mean, he, you really feel like his passion in his lyrics. So, yeah, I've never seen bad religion, which is a bummer. Cause they're one of my favorite punk rock groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't either. Yeah, they're they're not even, I just looked up punk and drub. Like they're not even playing the Florida show. So, but the circle jerks yeah. are with Keith Richards. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean, <laughs> you gotta go for Keith. Yeah. Like he is still probably smoking that cigarette. <laughs> yeah, we don't know how, how long we he has left. And that's true. That's true. Isn't he like eighty? He's oh, like eighty. Gosh, at least. 
you would think. I don't know how he's still functioning. I saw he, in, he uh, gave a uh, an interview about like all the uh, celebrities and musicians that have been dying of overdoses, like the Amy Winehouses and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. And he was he was talking about like, oh, it almost made me want to be sober. I'm like, stop, man. You you need to give a master class on how to do drugs and still live. Right. Right. He's 79. Wow. So oh, almost there. So not even 80 yet. He looks he looks older than that. But oh yeah, way older. He looks what, like an old woman. <laughs> that's what 62 years of drugs and <laughs> so alcohol does will do Tyler. to you. He looks like an old woman. Oh God. oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, he's frightening. Well, I mean, he's never been not frightening in my opinion. Right, but, but add, you know, 50 years of nonstop drugs yeah. and alcohol. <laughs> yeah, and bad skincare uh, on top of that. What, what <laughs> here's the thing about those kind of, all those bands is, uh, would they be what they are without the drugs? Right. That's know. true. I mean, Ozzy yeah, definitely like Ozzy. wouldn't be. I was just, yeah. I was going to say. No, yeah. God, no. Definitely not. I, I mean, it, but look at, I mean, it, it's, I don't know if it caused, who knows what causes Parkinson's, but now Ozzy's, you know, got Parkinson's. I, the drug certainly probably didn't help. Right. It's probably biting off those bats. <laughs> the bad heads. heads and stuff. There's probably, yeah, yeah there's probably like uh, juices in there that like, Listen, I just want to say nobody got COVID when Ozzy bit that bat. So I don't know what happened. True. In 2019. Exactly. <laughs> F and A. He didn't even know. It probably tasted like nothing to him. He was like, nah. Yeah. Oh, he was probably so jacked out of his gourd he didn't even know. <laughs> right. Well, he doesn't even speak like, no. a, you know, intelligible English. language yeah. anymore. He released a uh, song recently, well, I guess a few years ago now, with like Post Malone, I think. And it is so <laughs> yeah. produced. Like, you can't, it, it's not even Ozzy singing at that point. It's just, you know. It, they had to like, they had to like auto tune it to make it like. I think what they did was they went know. to Chat GPT and they said Ozzy Osbourne singing oh these God. lyrics, and that's what happened. That's yeah. <laughs> Just a bunch of copy probably. and paste. Yeah. It's probably an paste. AI that actually was singing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what it sounded like. Um, yeah, I've never seen Bad Religion live. I I've they're one of the first like punk bands I got into after like learning yeah. more about punk i still i wear their shirt all the time i don't know if that makes me a poser yeah. or not for never seeing them live but um i same thing make, i have their I, don't know. I have their shirts and i never it seen them live you a poser. Like, <laughs> one of the and, you can't and see they, like every single band sure. it's you know they you have the they have like the one of the most iconic logos mm. in, in, oh yeah the cross I, not, not even not even just uh punk rock but in rock and roll history oh. Absolutely. I mean, that's bold. That's what I was saying. I was like, that's where they just don't give a shit what anyone thinks. I mean, that is punk rock right there where they're like, yeah, well, right. this is ours. And, you know, we I don't remember back think about it. In like uh, middle school, maybe they had that. Um, I forget what magazine it was. It was like Hit Parader or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but the yeah. the back of it the last two pages were always the uh, band t-shirts mm. in the back. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and I had never heard of bad religion, but I always saw the, cross the X out cross. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, yeah. uh, you know, of course, you know, growing up, I was like, in a my, my parents were pretty religious and stuff and they would never allow something like that to come into their house. But <laughs> that just made me want it even more. And now as an adult, I have it. And then I go, I wear it at the grocery mm-hmm. store oh, as yeah. a 40 year old covered in tattoos like holding my little daughter's hand and i just get the most grotesque looks from 
the public. I'm like, okay, guys, it's it's a punk rock band. Yeah. Just yeah. don't even talk to me. Yeah. I I like, used to wear it the exact same thing. I'd wear it in the grocery store or whatever. I wore it to work a few times, like when we were doing plain clothes thing. And my my lieutenant, I remember going, "You can't wear that shirt." I'm like, it's just a band. I'm like, why not? Like it put. Can you put that in writing for yeah, me, sir? Yeah, and it, yeah, and it didn't go anywhere. Yeah, so, um, yeah. But I enjoy wearing it just for the reactions. There's, there's like a running joke in my house. I can't walk out of my house without wearing a T-shirt and somebody commenting on it for good, bad, or indifferent. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that just – I know if I'm wearing that shirt, I'm going to get at least one comment. I went to uh, I went to um, the Humane Society with my daughters to like look at cats, and I was wearing a sick of it all shirt. And there's this like ninety year old like cat lady that like <laughs> hangs out in the cat place and just like gives you information or like has you fill out the form if you want to adopt an animal. Crazy cat lady. And she's yes, <laughs> and she was like sitting there, and she's like, "What does that say?" I'm like, what? And she's like, your shirt, sick of what? <laughs> and I'm like, it's sick of it all. And she's like, sick of it all? She's like, what's that? <laughs> I'm like, it's a band from New York. And she's like, oh. She's like, I'm from New York. I've never heard of that band. I'm, I'm shocked. like, yeah, you probably wouldn't. Shocked, Gertrude. Yeah. I don't think you'd be hanging Look it out up. <laughs> with Pete and Lou at CB's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listening <laughs> to, even though, um, uh, um, sick of it all like one of their i think is from uh um scratch the surface they had um a music video for um uh oh my god step down god i'm old and i forget things it's so step down um and it was um this old guy who he goes in he's like oh you know here's what the kids are doing and he's going to a sick of it all show and he's like this old man and just hangs out watching sick of it all play and they're all like it's the i don't know if you've ever seen that video where they do like they show the hardcore dances Mm -hmm. um so it shows like the two-step and uh um uh god i can't remember all the uh, the moves that they they show um picking up change and stuff like that and uh, the guy's just watching like hmm. and he has like um one of those like old 1940s hats mm-hmm. and like a trench coat yeah so nice anyways going off on it <laughs> sick of it all when we're talking about i don't even know what we're talking about oh yeah we're talking <laughs> that, about your topic yeah living. yeah hey Hey, so they, they but, all know each other. They all hung out. So I'm sure they do. All right, br- yeah. bring us in, Justin. I wonder, <laughs> okay, what, <laughs> j- just going back, um, the name of Andy's uh, acapella group is "Here Comes Treble." Mm. Well, I didn't. That was not what I thought. But yeah, here comes um, Treble. What is your favorite Bad Religion album? Ooh. Um, let me look. Um, I can't think so of the name, many but to choose I, from. There's so many. I love um, one of my favorite songs by Bad Religion is Sorrow. I uh-huh, love that yeah, song. Yeah. Uh, you really, f- the emotion, talk about emotion with that song. And then I also love, um, so that is, does anyone else have thoughts while I'm looking? I'm looking. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll but, go. Um, and I'm probably going to catch shit for for liking a, a newer one, but my favorite Bad Religion album is True North. Mm, yep, I like that one. Okay. Um, got that. Uh, it's on my workout my workout list. 
I just love the, all the the topics. Like, sorry, I was trying to look at the not play oh, the goodness. song. Look at the I album. We about to listen to some Tupac or something. I didn't know what that was. That that was sorrow. Oh, was it? Oh, I, it sounded like something else. The process of belief. Oh. Just as a Tupac intro. Yeah. Um, process of belief. I, mine. Sorry. No. Process of belief. This yeah. Two thousand. Two thousand two. It came out. I like. Oh, uh, I also. Go sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say that. Oh, I was going to say. No, <laughs> you. No, you. I no, also you. like. No, no, you go. I also like Stranger Than Fiction. That is yeah, a great yeah. one too. That's probably my like, second favorite. Yeah. Awesome. So, go ahead, Tens. No, you're fine. I was. Um, she had mentioned Descent of Man, and I actually, I like. That was the first album I found by them. I think I was listening to like XM Radio or something like that, and they had a punk station. Back in the day, they got rid of it. It's now just alt rock. But I heard um, the Devil in Stitches, and I was like, mm. "What is this?" And I just—I mean, that yeah. did it. And I think I just have that connection to that because it was the first one. And then I just went. I really like—I'm not great with album names, like I was saying earlier. But like songs like "Sorrow," "Los Angeles Is Burning," like those ones are just yeah. One of my favorite oh, songs. That's a, Los Angeles Is Burning. I love that one too. That's one of my favorites. It's an anthem. Yeah. It really is. Um, and yeah, on Stranger Than Fiction, like one of my, another one of my favorite songs um, is Infected. Now talk about a romantic song. <laughs> that is something you need to play for the women in your life. <laughs> do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Like that song? Mm -mm. I, I mean, I know the song. I don't yeah. know the lyrics. You Stranger and than me are disease. Oh yeah. oh yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm infected. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not gonna sing. You're doing a great you job. Keep going. <laughs> I just pulled we up that song on just... Wikipedia, and it says two. What is it? Uh, claim the song along with television are the two least effective songs of their 15 years. Uh, Billboard described the song as not for the Muzak crowd, but it's absolute must for programmers of modern rock radio. I'm good with that. I'm okay. With that. Okay. All right. I feel like uh, the old bad. I like the new bad, bad religion stuff better than the old mm. bad religion stuff. I don't. I don't know what. Maybe it's because it's better produced. You know, we've talked about that, mm -hmm. that on other episodes. I, I'm a fan mm -hmm. of uh, good production, good recording value, but. Eh, also, whatever. they make good music. Twenty first century digital boy. That's a good one too. Oh yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah, very good song. That's a classic. Well, let's get into mine. That's right. You teased yeah. us earlier. We have no idea who you're going to talk about. No idea. <laughs> Doctor Keith all. Richards, <laughs> the doc. The Hopefully, key. I get this in. It is absolutely monsooning outside. So if my if I disappear, my power went okay. out. Um. <laughs> Okay, so my punk rock doc holds degrees and a PhD in um, biology from UC San Diego. Um, worked as a microbiologist and a biochemist. Chemist. I can't even say it. <laughs> Chemicist. Uh, as recently as 2016. Um, he's conducted postdoctoral research in molecular biology at the uh, University of Wisconsin at Madison um, and uh, the Ivy League's uh, University of Pennsylvania. He serves as an adjunct professor at the University of Delaware. Um, I would assume in microbiology and all this bio stuff. 
Um, been involved in punk rock since 1977. Still involved Jesus. in it. Um, left his band um, after the release of their first album, um, which gave us the infamous title, Milo Goes to College. Mm. Wonder who um, it is. Yeah, right? Wonder. I know. You guys are just on the edges of your seats. <laughs> uh, from 1982 to 2016, worked as a scientist at a large um, plastics and chemical company. Um, he rejoined the band several times throughout the years, um, recorded vocals on um, some more iconic albums such as uh, Everything Sucks, uh, American, and my personal favorite, Cool to Be mm -hmm. You. Yeah. Um, in a 2016 interview with Spin Magazine, he said uh, that he was laid off from his job at uh, the chemical company that he worked as a scientist at mm -hmm. and decided to come back to uh, making music full time. Um, and I know that they are currently either on tour or getting ready to go on tour, but um, I have never seen them. And uh, this is one of my all time favorites. Um, hands down, and of course I'm speaking of uh, Dr. Milo Ackerman of the legendary punk group Descendants. Yeah, just, I mean, same level to me, well, maybe even a little bit more than Bad Religion. Mm -hmm. um, I absolutely love Descendants um, and his <laughs> Milo's love of coffee and <laughs> yeah. singing about singing about food and just everything other other than political religion punk rock um they're just an all-around amazing band um and that's pretty much the conclusion of my homework <laughs> so i didn't go as in depth you're not going to get what their thesis was on and the, their papers I, I, and this I, and that i need to know what his dissertation yeah, was we at least need the title i'm gonna try to find out the title, yeah, at least uh, the title. It better be something molecular. So I, I did. I noticed biology. that it was pretty interesting that they're all got their doctorates in bio. I don't know. I thought that was pretty, yeah, pretty interesting. And just like, um, again, he like literally gave it all up to do science full time, and then was like, nope, never mind, I'm coming back. Like, I don't know. I I found that very interesting. Several times, yeah. He uh he would come back and and record an album. I'm not sure if they toured back in the day with him once he was you know doing all the science stuff or not. I think His, I think uh, they were. Um, I think it's when he could get like time off is when they would do tour stuff. I think um, that's what I because I've listened to some podcasts with him and he's really entertaining um, on podcasts. Um, he, he just has really good energy and he's very interesting. He's not like monotone and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I don't know. I love Milo's voice. Like, oh, um, yeah. as far as like pop punk, um, skate punk type of voices, his is one of my favorite. Um, yeah, it's absolutely. not like whiny at all. Mm. Um, when it's like more pop punky, um, I don't know. And it's just like, uh, with the skate punk like vibe he just has the perfect voice but Absolutely. he also can like he has that melodicness too to it so yeah that's yeah and um, i think like him and greg together they both have that like similar 
a similar tone to their voice. Like they have the gravelly sound to it that I really like, but mm-hmm. they're still melodic yeah. at the same time. Whereas like yeah. Dexter's very shouty. Like he doesn't really sing. He yes. kind of shouts, which works well, for the offspring, he... but yeah. But when he does t- kind of sing, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like kind of like, uh, gets a little high and just like a little nasally. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. So yeah. I looked up, yeah. uh, so, I... Oh no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I found his uh, the the name of his dissertation. Oh. But if you, if you want to, nope. this is your show. No, man. no, no, you go for it. I, I found, <laughs> I somehow I found all of his like published works. So I don't have his doctoral thesis. So go for it. Oh yes, oh, yeah. So this is from Rock Doctors, uh, March first, two thousand five. So I don't know without opening it and reading through the whole thing. The name of it is Analysis of Opaque. Two. Oh gosh, I just what analysis of opaque two function in maze? Huh? Okay. Yeah, that's that's the name of it. So, so, so I've got in in March 2015, <laughs> written by Milo Alkerman, maze microna sequences. So I I just have like a whole bunch of like thing like papers that he's published. Then they go all the way from like yeah. 2002 and and beyond. So just a lot apparently. And maize is just another fancy word for corn. So he he likes corn. Correct. So yeah. oh, so he's he's a starchy fellow. I guess he um, should move to the Midwest. We got plenty of it around me. Yeah, he corn fed bastards up mm-hmm. there. Um, you know another iconic thing about Milo, um. Is, you know, his glasses, like he's always had those, you know, the dark um, frames. Yeah, the dark mm. frames, and he's like, I don't care. Like, I'm, you know, a molecular biologist. With oh, glasses. look. Oh, yeah. Oh, look. Yeah. Tins has got a descendants tattoo, and it's amazing. <laughs> you know, that was just what I was going to say was uh, Milo became, uh, I mean, their, their, uh, like their mascot, mascot. yeah, yeah. It, with their logo, I mean, that's another iconic mm-hmm. logo. Absolutely. I mean, yep. the Offspring didn't really have like they changed their kind of like every logo album they had you know. a new one or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, new design. But with Bad Religion and um, the uh, Descendants, like you knew just by looking mm-hmm. at the logo, like who it was, mm-hmm. and that yeah. that was really and cool. I, I always I always love that, and I think that's something that kind of stands out because when i think of dark frames lead singing in mm-hmm. a band i think of milo and i think of rivers cuomo from weezer like those are the only oh, two yeah. Yeah. Uh, who yeah. also yeah, i think he went to a fancy school i think he went to harvard or yale or something he didn't finish it but i think he did he, he sure did i i did, did i thought he graduated did he? i don't know i didn't i know I he's know. he's from what... connecticut and then i know that when he, he moved to california to pursue a music career and then right. ultimately you know, formed Weezer. Um, let's see here. You know, one of the things I like about Descendants is like, if you take any one person out of that band, they're not dis- the Descendants right. anymore. I mean, their bass player is amazing. There's, I mean, good luck finding a replacement to do that. Uh, their guitar player, he's like, uh, Everything's downstroke, downstroke, which yeah. would be super hard to play, like some of the stuff. Um, 
Dave Grohl, I watched an interview with him and he credits, um, and I, you have to forgive me. I don't know all their names. Um, he credits the descendants drummers mm. as being one of his influences. Mm. How fucking That's cool really is that? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. is awesome. Uh, Milo went to Harvard. I'm not Milo. not Milo. I'm sorry. Rivers Cuomo went to Harvard. Rivers. Rivers. Yeah. So, um, so did he, he did graduate. Uh, there's did no not graduate. Enrolled. Hold They're on. like, Following Pinkerton, uh, Cuomo enrolled at Harvard twice more and completed semesters in 1997-2004. Started a new band. Doesn't say. So no answers. Not yet. Uh, Oh, wait. Yes, he graduated cum laude with a Bachelor's of Arts in English from Harvard. And he was also elected to Phi Beta Kappa. So that's pretty fancy. That's, yeah. Which also, I'm looking at a picture Special. of Rivers from 2022. He, he's looking a little rough for wear. He's looking looking pretty uh, pretty hippy dippy. Well. <laughs> well, 20, 25 years of drugs. Yeah, yeah. Sex and rock and roll. <laughs> he is the youngest of the people that we've looked up today. By the way, he uh, he's well, 53. Milo's really 60, oh. and then the other 60, the other two yeah. are 59 and 59. Uh, Milo's still. Um, I mean, watching like live footage from him, he is just still mm. like a great front man. He's in it to win it. Like he's not boring to watch. Yeah. He's enjoying one of the what things, he's doing. Yeah. One of the things I absolutely fucking find fascinating and I love is that water bottle he brings on stage that like has a strap. <laughs> so he like it, it's almost so like a purse, but it. it's a water bottle. And it's awesome. And he just brings that is it. I mean, awesome. he likes he, to stay he, hydrated. That is he important. He marches to the beat of his own drum. And that's what I love and about that, him. I mean, that's punk rock. Yeah, he, that um, great. So the interview that I read, and there's actually a full interview. I only read a, a clip of it. But basically, the guy from Vice magazine was like, hey, why are there so many punk rockers that have doctorates? And he was like, listen, we've always done our own thing. So if we enjoy science or we enjoy whatever we're going to pursue it and nobody's going to tell us not to and because they were all from southern california they all supported each other as they were doing it like could you imagine let's just say there was a descendants bad religion and uh, offspring show back in the 80s let's just say and all these guys are you know super smart and talking biology like that that could have very well happened i don't know if it did but i'm sure it probably did at one point sure yeah yeah definitely so i mean you shouldn't like just because you're punk doesn't mean like you have to be homeless on the streets or <laughs> work at a record store. Or, um, not that like I'd love to work at a record store mm-hmm. if I could. Yeah, but that's not yeah that'd be awesome. But I think it's kind of it's something I think but, we've said before is like punk is a mindset. It's not a fashion statement. It's not a dress code. You know, it's 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 right. not a fucking fashion show. You like, don't Sick have to says. dress punk, right? Yeah. And that's what, like, you know, going, circling back to us, you know, being cops, yeah. like, you know, everyone's like, oh, you can't be punk rock and can't be a cop says who, mm-hmm. you know, like. Yeah. And, and like now for me being off the job, but still in dispatch, but still obviously so well rooted into it, looking at, you know, I'm back in school, looking at graduate programs and stuff. I'm like. Well, shit, if Milo could do it and Dexter could do it and look at how successful they are, like, I don't know. It's kind of inspiring to me, too, you know, and and as I'm hoping other people as well, because it also lets you know that you're not stuck. 
with wherever you are, whether you're in a band or whatever. Like if you have something to pursue, go pursue it. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I did want to say is Justin saying he didn't see, he never saw, saw the descendants. The last concert I saw during before COVID, whatever was rise against descendants and the men singers and awesome. Lineup. Awesome lineup. Yeah. I only saw one band. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, so, geez. so we were late getting to the show. So flat out missed the Menzingers completely. I could hear the descendants from the parking lot. And like I had an issue. I had it was Ticketmaster, so I had the ticket on my phone and I couldn't get it swiped correctly or whatever. And as we're walking in, they got off stage. Like, God damn it. But like one of the uh, one of the main reasons I wanted to go to that show, I was like, listen, Milo's up there in age. Like, we better go see him before he's not performing anymore. And you know. <laughs> that- he's not that. No, but I mean, he also leaves the band every every five years. So well, that's he's true. Retired now, right. though. He, come on, he, I think he can. I think he's gonna be okay. Yeah, we'll see. But you never know. I mean, you yeah, you never know when a band's gonna be like, oh, I'm done, you know, and you never get to see him ever. And then you you're you know, um, you're just. Your SOL, you know, right. like I mean, apparently street dogs. Mm-hmm. Like I will never get to see them. I never got to see them, and it's so upsetting to me because I loved the street dogs, and yeah, and there's no plans for them to ever come back, which is really yeah. Sad and I, I guess I mean, No FX is on their old. goodbye tour, so I mean, you yeah. never know. Which I'm not, not even really. a big No FX fan. Yeah, me, me neither. But I've seen them know. a couple times. They're an, like, fat Mike annoys the shit out of me. Yeah. Like he's just, I don't know. He's been making the podcast well, circuit shit. and it's like, I, I don't want to listen to you talk, dude. I'm sorry. Well, and sometimes he's funny and other times he's just like really annoying and stupid. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Oh, he's on drugs. So let's wait a minute. Am I about to see this correctly? <laughs> it's Tuesday, July 18th. Today's Monday, July 17th. Yeah. Okay. So what's happening tomorrow? Are the Descendants playing in Cleveland tomorrow? Oh, man. No. Looks like you have to call off work there. No. Buddy. No, no. I'm on Epitaph. Oh. Epitaph's website. Sorry. I thought it. I thought that they were on. Uh, going to be. Yeah, I would have called off. Well, actually, I wouldn't have had to. I work day shift tomorrow. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So is it happening mm-hmm. or no? No, it was the it was another the frights. Mm. Oh, um, so oh, uh, they're in uh, the tsunami festival in Spain, oh. and then they go to France, Switzerland, Netherlands. Oh, they're on the European tour. Yeah, it looks like they don't come back to the states till August, and then they just play a handful here and there. Oh, then they go to Australia. Oh, see, I'm no, they're touring a lot. Going all yeah. over the world. Yeah, no kidding. Good for them. Hey, they're playing down by U10s. Uh, they're going to be in Gainesville. Yeah. Ooh, they're playing the fest. October well, there you 26. Go. Yeah, I might have to, I might have to make go. it. My nephew hit me up. He's like, hey, you want to go to the fest? I'm like, maybe. I was like, do you even know what the fest is? He's like, fest. nope, I have no idea. But it's 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 a wild time. It's good times. They play that a lot. Will it be cool enough down there? Uh, it should just be in, getting uh, cool uh, enough. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I was going to say spend all day on blacktop in Florida doesn't sound like a good <laughs> yeah. time. Well, that's just yeah. like the, the Punk and Drublik tour is going to be in Orlando at the end of um, September. 
Uh, I don't know. That's yeah. that's rough. I went to a, a festival in May or June, a couple years, quite a few years ago now. But it was like a day to remember, under oath, and a whole bunch of others. But that was a hot day. That was a very rough day. Yeah. Like by the end, like they, it was free water. Whatever vessel you brought it in, you can get all the free water you wanted. But still, it was, it was a rough day. Yeah, that's that's a long time to be standing outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Down so the yeah, it's a good lineup down there by you. Thursday, Descendants, Less Than Jake, uh, Gorilla Biscuits, Wonder Years. Oh, I love the Wonder Years. Guar. <laughs> Guar. That's an uh, odd. All. Mm. Uh, Sparta. Man, I haven't. Seen, oh, I thought wow. that they were done for good. Yeah. Uh, against against all authority. Damn. I didn't know they were still strike a thing. anywhere. Oh, I love strike, strike anywhere. anywhere. Good. I always forget about them. I'm, I always forget their name. I'm like, oh, what's that band? What's that band? And eventually, I come back to it. Yeah, decent little lineup. I'm sure it's expensive. Yeah. I'm oh sure. no, it's not that bad. No. Forty dollars walk up. Damn. Whoa. That's not bad. Might have to look into that. Um. So I just want to run through a list of other. Famous entertainers with uh, advanced degrees, just because you said Guar, and the bassist and lead singer has a PhD in music from the University of Virginia. Um, and I just want to run through. That's there's some, there's some on here that I'm like, no way. So he's he's the big one. I was like, really? Um, okay. The guy that wrote Sherlock Holmes. That's not really that interesting. Um, hold on, there were a few I was looking earlier. Not interesting to a group of cops. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah, so Sir <laughs> Arthur Conan Doyle has yeah. an MD in medicine. That's pretty interesting, I guess. Um, oh, yeah. What the hell did he... Oh, yeah, okay. Um, Kem Jeong from uh, Dr. Ken. And, you know, wasn't he in... Yeah, he's a doctor. Yeah. In uh, the Hangover series, he's, he's oh, an yeah, MD. Oh, yeah, from the yeah. Hangover, yeah. Uh, he, mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. His stand-up funny... Or stand-up comedy is very is really? funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's great. Um, another one of the members of the Offspring or former me- members of the Offspring. The former dr- drummer has his MD from University of Pittsburgh. Oh, um, shit. Sterling Morrison from the Velvet Underground. He has his PhD in medieval studies. Ooh, that's <laughs> very interesting. He's he's over at uh like Renaissance fairs and shit, being like, that's historically uh, inaccurate. <laughs> Uh, um, Shaq has his doctorate in education from Barry okay. University. Wow. He was uh, when he played for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, so he's a huge supporter of law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, de- when he was, he was deputized. Yeah, when he played for the Cavaliers, um, and, and this may be in every community he's been in, but he's been a reserve mm-hmm. officer. Yeah. And I remember, I remember there being uh, a huge deal in Ohio because. I don't know about how other states operate, but uh, in some other states, you don't need much training to become a reserve officer. But in Ohio, you have to go through the same basic police academy and do the state tests and all that stuff yeah, to, to become. Uh, yeah. So um, he went through it all and became a reserve officer. Now, I don't think it was Cleveland PD. I don't think he wanted any part of that, but <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm sure it was something, you know, very, very much. uh behind the scenes we'll, we'll let you qualify and wear the uniform <laughs> you know one day a week or one day well, a year mm-hmm. or something like that well i know that he is um you know that show um 60 days in yeah. on annie yes. so yeah. i think on the most recent season um he 
was on there with the sheriff. Um, and what, where were they? Um, Georgia? I think somewhere in Georgia. He was like um, appointed as the undersheriff, huh. I think. Um, and so he was on there, of course, with the with the newly elected sheriff or something. I don't know. But he was on there with his his uh, law enforcement polo and seems like a pretty standard yeah. guy. Yeah, I remember sure. seeing a video. I think it was, I think it was a Florida thing. I thought it was Gainesville, but maybe it was like Miami or something. Um, but he was deputized and there was a call about, it was like a civil complaint about kids playing basketball in the street and the squad car pulls up and it's Shaq and he comes out and he's like, Hey, you know, being Shaq and just being like, I heard kids were playing in the street. Like, you want to play? Like, you know, and it was, it was, it was really cool. So seeing he does, yeah. he's like a mil- on a million like commercials. Yeah. Like, man, he is living his best life post retirement. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, well, I, I want to say that um, I saw an interview one time. He said that all of the money he ever made in the NBA went to charity, uh-huh. and the only money that he made was from his endorsements and the commercials That's and stuff. Cool. That makes sense. I remember he, uh, he's been on a million podcasts and he was on one and he was talking about when he first got like big, when he was in Orlando, I think. And he was a dick to somebody and his dad called him up and was like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, I didn't raise you to be that way, blah, blah, blah. And like he went and whatever he did wrong, whether it was like a server or something like that, he, um, he went and made it right, you know, covered it all. And ever since then he said he changed his ways. And even to the point of like when he was coming out with his shoe line, um, People were like, I think he was at a Walmart or something, and someone was like, why are you going to buy shoes that my kids can't afford, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. And he made an exclusive deal with Walmart to carry his shoes so kids could wear his shoes. And, like, that's, you know, as opposed to, like, Jordans, where, like, now you need, like, a lottery number. I remember that. Yeah. So, Shaq Shaq gets the pass in my... And when uh, when he was... Yeah, absolutely. Great dude. Um, Yeah. He was uh, he was on the Magic when Anthony Hardaway was on the Magic, mm-hmm. and I remember mm-hmm. Anthony's shoes were the ones that have like I, was, I think I was in sixth or seventh grade, and was it, you know of course Anthony Hardaway. No, it's Anthony. Anthony. Oh, Anthony. Oh, okay. Wasn't there another basketball player like with the last name Hardaway? There was a Tim Hardaway too. Yeah, Tim Hardaway. Yeah, t- so he was yeah. in that movie with. The Tim Hardaway guy, uh, Blue Chips. Did you guys ever? So it was a. It was about like um, I forgot what school it was. Is college basketball, and it was all about how um, they buy players by mm. like getting you know giving oh, them all Duke, <laughs> yeah, and um, so that they'll come play, and they call it like a friend of the the friend of the program yeah, or whatever sure. donating these yeah. like amazing players and so Shaq was one and he was like the guy that didn't want to take any money he just wanted to play basketball yeah. his character that sounds right um, but Tim Hardaway and then some white guy um I don't I don't think that guy was really a he wasn't a pro hmm. but anyways um, so what about the shoes the sport the sport jerks is the name of that movie oh, okay. looks like is that right if I'm looking at the right Tim Hardway. Anyway. No, no it's, uh, it's called Blue Chips. Blue Chips? Yeah, it's the no. name of the movie. 
Uh, Nick Nolte as the coach. Oh, Nick Nolte's awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. I see it. He oh no, really it was uh, yeah. it was Sha- it was Shaq. It was Penny Hardaway who is Anthony Hardaway, but that was his like yeah, his right, yeah. stage oh. name. Yeah. Was Penny. Penny, yes. Oh, correct. okay. Yeah. I got confused. I knew it was no, a Hardaway. The, yeah, the uh, the Anthony or the Penny Hardaways we couldn't uh, ever afford, but I could get the Shacks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had Shacks growing up because. Yeah, because we were we were Walmart people, because you know Best Star. He was always he was always a a, a Reebok mm-hmm. guy. Yep, and mine my Shacks had the the basketball on the tongue, and you could like pump it, and it would like just pump air oh, into the yes. tongue of the shoe, like yes. like Reebok. Yeah, the, the Reebok had, had those. My brother had a pair. For, I had the Payless version okay. of that though. <laughs> we were that poor. <laughs> so, hey, Payless got expensive toward the end. Mm-hmm. So you didn't have the and shacks. They, like, you had selling... like the the second string shacks, whatever they were. I had the shacks. Yeah. <laughs> the shacks. <laughs> hey. If, if it said... pumps you up, that's all that matters, right? right. Did it make you yeah, taller? Yeah, made me faster. Feel taller. I, I need something to make me taller. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I have. Are you done with your list? Because I've got a list too that I've been uh, waiting to bring this out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Go ahead. This is uh, so I saw this and I can't give him credit because I didn't write it down, but it's the um, a list I saw um, on some website of the ten most underrated punk albums. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Has a a couple that we'll recognize. Um, So we'll just go real fast in inverse order here. Number ten, H two O's, thicker than water, nineteen ninety seven release. I love. Uh, I'm seeing H2 H- on Thursday oh. with Gorilla oh, nice. Biscuits. Damn, look at you! Um, ah. So I'm so excited for that show. But I have to agree that is very underrated album. Um, yeah, I, I'm very. I've never seen H2O, and I'm very jealous I, of you there. Yeah, I haven't. This uh, is gonna be my first. Um, next number nine, Johnny Thunders. 1978 release So Alone never heard of it 78 wow yeah mm-hmm. um 1991 Green Day's Kerplunk oh mm-hmm. underrated compared to the rest of their catalog but I think that still has a it's pretty good I mean when you when you're going yeah. right next to Dookie obviously yeah that's underrated but in the world of punk I don't know about that I feel like that's I was I was like obsessed with um their logo on the Kerplunk album it was like this girl she was wearing a shirt and it had it was a flower on the shirt so when i was in uh seventh grade i in my pottery class i made like this bowl it was a green day bowl i painted it green and i had that (laughs) flower those that flower on it i still have it it's in my it's a change uh bowl now but that's awesome that's from kerplunk nice um gosh let me look at their albums real fast because I listened to one that wasn't Dookie the other day. That it wasn't. Was an <laughs> oh, I see what you're talking about now. Yeah, the girl with yeah. the gun and yeah. all that. And she has the flower on her shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. the cool. flower. Nimrod. I was listening to Nimrod the other day. Oh. Such a good fucking album. Mm-hmm. Such a good album. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> Moving on to to number seven, we have Modern Artillery from The Living End. The Living End? Never heard of them. I've heard of that band. Um, I can't, I have no idea what that album is, though. 
Um, number six. Go Girl Crazy by the Dictators. No, mm. don't know that one either. Nineteen seventy-five. Okay. Also, okay. also, just a We've... just a quick thing. You got me on Green Day's Nimrod real quick. Redundant is such a good song. Very just, good song. Man, it caught my eye. I was like, "Damn, man, that was such a good." And it was a double A side with that gold whole ribbons. album. Damn. Yeah that that whole album is awesome. Um, and it, it, I never give it a listen because I'm if I put on Green Day, it's always like I got to listen to Dookie because that's just like you know what you grew grew mm-hmm. up on. Um, <laughs> but um, let's see here. I don't know what. Oh, okay. Number five. Number five. The Muffs. You ever heard of the Muffs? Yes. All right, they're uh, the process of belief, nineteen ninety-five. Okay, okay. No, no, no. Change nope. one. No. Blonde and blonder, blonde and blonder. The muffs, blonde and blonder. Okay. Sorry, I had it scratched up. Can't even read my own notes. <laughs> Next think... one we'll recognize. Next one we'll recognize. The process of belief. You, you should have recognized this one, Robin. Uh, yeah. Um, bad religion. Yes. See, they know. Nope. They know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got it. We got it. We got all of it. Well, Ten's band's not right. in here, unfortunately. Um, number three, we got Anti Flags, American Fall. Okay. Hmm. Um, and one, I, I totally agree with this one. Number two, The Descendants, Cool to Be You. Okay. For number two. Ooh, yeah. yeah. That's number okay. two, the most, the second most underrated punk album of all time. Um, I think a lot of people um, probably gravitate towards Milo Goes to College. Everything and, sucks. Uh, everything yeah. sucks. I, that's my uh, favorite. I think Cool to Be You, again, I think Bias, because that was the first Descendants album I heard. But I can listen yeah. to that front to back. And it, I mean, it takes like a half hour anyway. But I mean, it's just quality the whole time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and number one, we we have the cl- <laughs> we have the clashes. Give them enough rope. Nineteen seventy-eight. Oh, I th- I for sure thought it was going to be like uh, London Calling. Well, I'm sure that's. I mean, that's that's accurate. You know, accurately rated. But I feel like anything with the Clash or like Sex Pistols, like any of those, like godfathers of punk rock like shouldn't even be on that list because like nothing they do is underrated unless it's like some unknown b-side you know like yeah yeah it's true but um that's true uh, i mean i think the same could be said about you know our true. generation yeah, yeah. of yeah. Uh, yeah. i mean it depends on who's writing cool the list you yeah. album that's true yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's subjective but i thought it was yeah thing that they had that yeah, I, that's really good. I like it um, i like it you know i, th- I think that oh, i think that was really cool so good job justin Good job. Oh, thank you so much. You're, job, you're not just a mustache with loafers. Good boy, Justin. <laughs> Who's a good boy? Well, that was in lieu of my <laughs> shitty homework. I was giving you some extra thank credit. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Pre- Speaking of which, I, I he's did... trying to he's trying to raise that that F to That's a right. He's D, playing to the curve. I like that. I like that. That's what I do <laughs> in school too. Exactly. I uh mm-hmm. I had to submit an assignment today and before we came on. And I didn't do part of it, so I did extra on the on another part of it, I'm like, okay, maybe they won't notice that I forgot a part. So, <laughs> but, um, all right, guys, this was, this is a good episode. I feel like I learned a lot. I have even newfound more respect for, for the gentleman that we listed today. Just it's cool. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Greg Graffin's like the titles of his things, like even the, the one that you said towards the end, I feel like that's one that 
Like I would I would look that up because that sounded not too sciencey to the point of like it would put me to sleep and still interesting. And yeah, well, I mean that like I was saying about his memoir here, Punk Paradox. I mean it is like it it is interesting. It has kept me um, enthused. I've had to like put it down just because I've Life. you know I'm going to school too and working full time and a million other things. So I, I haven't been able, but it has kept my interest, which I, I didn't know if it was going to, but he definitely writes well, um, both lyrically, uh, you know, novelly or <laughs> memoir and uh, dissertation me, you know, um, and, and, and stuff. So uh, yeah, he's an impressive fellow. Yeah, absolutely. Well guys, this was fun. And um I don't know. Thanks for thanks for doing your homework or, or trying to, Justin. Hey, it's what I could do in the five minutes before the show. Just started. like any other cop would. So you know what? I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very <laughs> punk rock too. Absolutely. All right, kids. We'll uh, <laughs> we'll catch you on the next uh, rendition of Punk Rock Cops. And uh, you guys have anything to say in closing? Stay punk. Stay safe. Yeah, what he said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.